it is very easy to to take someone's mind away from them if what they've always been introduced to is a limited scope of reality there are many people who face a lot of issues and don't want to speak up about it or if they do speak up about it they're very angry because they've been limited to limited information and they use that limited information and it has got them stuck for those of you that might find yourself in such a situation and for those of you who have yet to find yourself in this situation this is very important because a lot of people one of the ways that wealth is not kept one of the ways people are trapped in the will of slavery is through this thing called internal revenue code and it's scattered in such a puzzle piece and many of us are aware of positive law being things uh, written down or implied that are harmonious with the Constitution and then there's special law which are basically private laws that apply to a special a fixed a limited group of people which in some provisions of the Constitution you will find special laws in some provision of the Constitution you will find general laws and then outside of the provisions of the Constitution and the stipulation and the mandates of the Constitution you will find other special laws and one of those special laws are internal revenue codes here is a hidden aspect of other special laws that are not somehow incorporated within the body of that thing called the state or federal constitution whether directly or indirectly one of the little hidden clues about special laws that are outside of constitution is they always have expiration dates always keep that in mind all special laws have expiration dates and that is where the root of the statute of limitation comes in if it's for your state law but in this situation we're not going to just keep bouncing around we're going to stick with the internal revenue code now this is not the end all meet all because you still have to know the other tools that are being used against you that is inside the internal revenue code itself but in summary if you're not the type that's interested in being detail-oriented and you just like simplicity here is one tool here's one key here is one jewel for you if you're currently dealing with any situation or you anticipate one whether it's already in public court or not here's a very simple very very simple tool but very powerful it is in 26 CFR Code of Federal Regulations section subsection 1.0-1 Internal Revenue Code of 1954 which is the year that it was created and the regulations that are in harmony with that private code which is the special law enactment of law the internal revenue code of 1954 which became law upon enactment of public law 591 83rd congress it was approved in august 16 1954 provides as follows it shows you that the Internal Revenue Code is created in 1954, but here's the most important part. 
It's almost a shock when you read this. But at the same time, this is what Eternal Revenue agents, this is what the public courts will not tell you. Or anyone else that speaks about the United States being a corporation, they're fraud, the IRS is this, they're the devil, this and that. Okay, all right, cool. I'm telling you how to not complain over and over and over and simply get to the point and nip it in the bud. It goes here and tell you enactment of internal revenue title into law. Then the public law version, which is the stuff by the Congress, right? In general, general law. Listen to this. The provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of 1954 are applicable with respect to taxable years. Meaning it's only this law called the Internal Revenue Code, every aspect of it, the public law version, every aspect of it, meaning the stuff that's enforceable, are applicable with respect to taxable years beginning after December 31st, 1953 and ending after August 16, 1954. In general, the provisions of the Internal Revenue Codes of 1954 are applicable with respect to taxable year beginning December 31, 1953 and ending after August 16, 1954. It is telling you that the Internal Revenue Code is only applicable for about three quarters, which is December 31st, 1953, and the applicability of everything, everything in the Internal Revenue Code ends after August 16, 1954. So anytime after August 16, 1954, Everything within the Internal Revenue Code does not exist. It's not applicable. They tell you right here. This is in regards to the enactment of it into law. There was an expiration date for the Internal Revenue Code. This is sufficient enough for you to annul every claim that's brought against you under the Internal Revenue Code. This is sufficient as proof to show that the Internal Revenue Code is a special law and the only way that it's enforceable against you, the general public, you, the everyday man. And even if they deem you as a citizen of the United States for whatever reason because you've contracted with them by filing the 1040 the wrong way or you did the W4 at work, whatever it is you did, it is letting you know in the intent of the public law, which creates the generally accepted manner to which anyone will be liable to it. anything that's written down or implied regarding the Internal Revenue Code. You owe taxes, you don't owe taxes, you got to pay this tax direct direct tax whatever it is it is letting you know 
enactment of internal revenue title into law. The provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of 1954 are applicable. It is telling you what it is applied to and the limits and the scope with respect to taxable years, meaning these are the only periods that it is applicable anywhere after December 31st, 1953, which is the close of the books for that fiscal year. And it ends after August 16, 1954. In general, read it again in case it's not quite clear. In general, the provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of 1954 are applicable with respect to taxable years beginning after December 31st, 1953, meaning it begins during the new fiscal year of 1954 and ending after August 16, 1954. The provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of 1954 are applicable with respect to taxable years beginning after December 31st, 1953 and ending after August 16, 1954. Ending is a noun. Sounds continuous, right? But it's not. Definition of ending, something that constitutes an end, such as a conclusion. Ladies and gentlemen, a final decision of judgment, an opinion decision that formed after a period of thought of res or research. The last part of something, end, the act of concluding or finishing something or the state of being finished. In summary, ladies and gentlemen, that thing called the Internal Revenue Code, a special law called the Internal Revenue Code, had an expiration date. And that expiration date was in August 1954. It was used for something around that point, and that was it. But a lot of people weren't made aware that the Internal Revenue Code was temporary. Turner Revenue Service is not, quote-unquote, the government. They're a contracting agency, as we all know. And that was their contract with the United States, that they're acting as their accountant auditors. That is it. Besides the fact that they can only deal with levy after you get a formal letter from the secretary and the commissioner, besides the fact that the only jurisdiction they have is within... Washington, D.C., besides all the other flaws, that simple fact alone, the whole Internal Revenue Code, the whole aspect of it, whether it's income tax, levy, lien, whatever it is, began 1954, January 1st, 1954, and ended in August 1954. Let that sink in. That alone suffice 
as a tool, as a jewel for you to use. Hammer it all the way home. So for those of you doing promissory notes that they're coming after with the internal revenue code, there's your solution right there. So those of you getting letters with levy and lien and all that, there's your solution right there. It's expired. The internal revenue code is expired.